I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Uh, hi, I'm Super Cookie, and I play Coco the Gangrel. This is Cotton, and I play Terrence the Tremere. Uh, and tonight we're going to start off with Terrence. Terrence, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, we're going to start a probably a few weeks after the end of Season 2. You've had your meeting with Art and Coco about her just sort of working for you, sort of just working in your domain, and we'll find out at some later point how well that's going. But for tonight, you have your master's and your bachelor's students a little, like, no dinar kind of situation. Um, okay. Like, we're thinking, like, a fancy... Or like Chipotle, or I I don't see Terrence as being the kind of person that would go to a Chipotle even when he was alive. Not yeah, no. <laughs> cool. Uh, I am going to ask you to roll a rouse check for your blush of life so that you may appear human. All right. Let's see if I still know how to do this. Uh, we'll hope so. All the way at the bottom. So your hunger will increase to two. You are mm. hungry. I'm not quite hungry, I believe. Uh, I just pushed you up. Oh. Because I was staring at your sheep. I, anticipating that you would have forgotten how to do this. Aha! <laughs> Which is fair. Um, Where would you take, let's say, six or seven people to dinner? Ooh... Let's see. More of a social dinner than a consuming dinner, we'll say. Right, right, right. Well, and this is a uh, before they graduate type of deal? Yeah. Later in the semester? Yeah. How It it wouldn't necessarily be a a pre-graduation thing, but it's definitely a kind of thing where, like, these are your top students in your classes that you're associated with your architecture stuff or maybe something else that ties into the architecture and they are here let's say that there is somebody in the business that this is like a little meet and greet because as we all know especially in the world of darkness and vampires it's not what you know it's who you know right i'm thinking kind of like a 1920 style speakeasy old part of town art deco well mid-century modern creeping in there but yeah yeah mostly mostly a 1920s ish vibe uh, dark windows, subterranean, uh, lots of little noshy bits. Not like a sit down at an actual table. They may have something more like the, um, like knee high or like the kind of table you could sit on the floor at, with like big cushions and whatnot in various darkened corners. You know. Cool. Uh, and there's a handful of your students here. Uh, do you have any idea who the 
air quotes important or influential person that they could be meeting with is. I mean, other than Terrence? Well, I know that Terrence believes that he is <laughs> the most important and influential person they could be meeting, but uh, clearly this is for somebody that is outside of, you know, being Terrence. And okay. Somebody who is perhaps still mortal? Yeah. Let's let's go with a, uh, I think like, like a visiting uh, architecture professor from uh, New York City School of Design. Was it CUNY? City University of New York? So the gentleman is Yoshiharu Nishihara. Ah. Uh, he often goes by Yoshi. He doesn't get the connection to the Super Mario Brothers character. Right. Either that or he gets it, pretends to get it because he's tired of it. Because people with names that are pop culture references are often uh, sick of that kind of shit. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Yoshi. Suit and tie or casual event? Oh, I'm thinking like suit and tie. Maybe a little hipstery in there too. You you can get away with a little, little hipster like, but it has to be the right kind of hipstery. You know, you can have your 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 blue jeans with the cuffs rolled up, but not your sweatpants. <laughs> cool. Uh, so you guys are all having little conversations and making introductions. Some of your students are very excited about meeting. Mr. Yoshi here, and what that might mean for like transferring to a bigger school than tiny little Springfield's colleges here, right? Like, right. sure, th this college is fine, but I don't think that they would have a anything beyond a master's program. And while they may have a master's program because you are involved in it, they're Having it on your resume or your transcript is like, oh, okay. All right, so you just got it from anywhere. You can get it from somewhere prestigious. Right. It's kind of a, kind of a you know, it's a select program, right? Like this guy's going to come down, and he might take some people with him. He might not. Yeah. Uh, have you worked with this guy before? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we, every, every, uh, every year he probably comes by, and if there's a promising student... Uh, you know, he might. I think the, the the procedure is a promising student's name is is given, and this student doesn't explicitly know. Like they know that someone's chosen, but they don't know who that person is. And they're all sort of there, and they're going to be bringing out their best stuff to see what people can impress this guy, especially the one or two who've gotten a nod from Terrence or his supervising professor. So somebody here is going to have a good chance to make it big. They just don't know whoever it is. Right, but they're aware of the situation. So it's both casual and fun, but also you have to, like, do well and or not fuck it up. You know, say something, you know, you, you have to, like, casually show that you're quite deserving of uh, the the spot. So your, your students are hobnobbing and stuff. You're having your little conversations. Um, while this is happening... After making introductions and making general small talk, how much influence do you think Terrence has on getting this, whoever this person is, nominated? Uh, I would say he can get somebody about 50% there. Like he is, If he calls and says, there's one person here, or there's two people here, or don't even bother coming, that means something. Okay, cool, cool. But not, it's not 100%, but it's probably in the 80-90% where he listens to Terrence 
you know, more or less trust his judgment unless this guy really just doesn't jive. Yeah. If there's something that this person doesn't like, they may have the talent, but they don't have the skill. Right. Or he just doesn't like them. <laughs> he finds them to be gauche. He's too, he's too much of the wrong kind of hipster. A question I have for you in these situations, are you eating? Are you drinking? No, it's going to be he specifically chose a place with these like group dishes where like a you know like if a plate come out and there's like sushi on it or like maybe some steamed little buns or uh you know little like finger foods or maybe like a little like vegetable dip medley and so he's just kind of there. You know, little charcuterie board, little plate of meats. Right, nothing is specific for him and he just, you know, declines like no, I've, I've uh you know I got a snack before I came here, or, you know, my stomach's a little full. I just kind of pause it off. Yeah, that's fine. I just got this nice suit. I don't want to get anything on it. Right. While this is happening and going on, the door will open and your sire will enter the room. Everyone's talking becomes like a muff, as if it's muffled through just just pillows or even like styrofoam. It's just quiet and time slows down, and he just does it. Every every muscle is tensed. Except his neck, which tracks her step for step. He is blush of life, so she looks healthy and rosy-cheeked. Uh, could you describe for everyone listening what your sire looks like? Yes, one second. Okay, she is about five foot five. She has graying blondish hair pulled back in a ponytail, high. She's wearing a simple black evening dress and uh, black heels and a little black clutch with silver jingle jangles on it. She's wearing uh, simple uh, like platinum colored, perfectly rounded glasses and a was it a brooch or uh, was it like a, a comb in her hair? A silver jewelry comb of leaves and berries. He will not make a direct line for you, but will come in and introduce her, uh, introduce herself to everybody that is present. Um, what is, would be the relationship that she gives to these people as to why she knows you and why she might be here? Hmm. As uh, as she comes up, uh, Terrence will introduce her and say, and, and like like, and she'll stand up. Ah, oh, Professor, it's good to see you. What's brought you to town? And he'll like square up. Like blocking, blocking the way, you know, it's like sitting between him and the party. She will glide over to you and just, oh, I regret that I couldn't respond to your invitation in time, that I just made the, the faux pas of just showing up. But I do so enjoy these outings with you, Ter. And now, please don't, don't take away from your time here. We'll please continue talking amongst yourselves. Sure, I look forward to catching up. I'll give you a call. And he'll uh, he'll turn away. Cool. Uh, she will float around for a little while until I, I guess everything kind of starts to wrap up. Um, she'll make pleasant small talk with you, and then when another conversation pulls attention, she'll go off in that way, or when your attention is pulled, it'll just kind of go. And then as the party begins to wind down, um, Mr. Yoshi comes up to you and uh, give me, oh, I feel like 
what kind of role do you think it would to be able to evaluate your students' performance tonight? So that it can be like, this is, you know, the guy. I don't know as much about making like custom roles, but I would say because this is, you know, they've they've already gotten the kind of the nod, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say it would be something like performance. Okay. Like his knowledge, because they're having to kind of like, they have the knowledge. We're not going to be giving, you know, being so gauche as to just say, I know lots of things about the architecture. Listen to my fact and my data. It's, you got to weave it, you know, you got to sell it. It's something about yeah. performancy, and, and, and I don't know what, ba- you know, by charisma, honestly, would be the, the, the stat to power it. You could go with sure. intelligence, but there you go. With four successes, he is very impressed with this student that you have put forward for the uh, the next step of this program, as you guys have done before. Uh, he's even likes your second choice here. Um, and Terrence is aware, as is everyone, that the more people he has that get accepted into this program and who succeed, shines makes his star shine that much brighter. Yeah, it just goes to prove that you are. You are correct. You know what you're talking about, and you know that uh, these people have the the talent and the skill to make it happen. Um, Indeed. Meanwhile, Alice is just patiently waiting off to the side for you to finish your conversation. And then when that comes up and Mr. Yoshi leaves, uh, she comes up and just stands next to you. Uh, there is a matter I would like to attend to this evening. Must have been quite serious if you had to track me down here in front of my students. Oh, it's... It's not that serious, but it is something that is important. All right. Should we go somewhere else to talk about it? Of course. Uh, she takes you... Or, yeah, no, fuck it. She takes you. She owns your ass. You guys drive off into the night. We'll stick with you for a little while longer because I want to set up something interesting rather than just you know, some boring chit chat in this part of the vignette. Um, you are driven to. Uh, let's make it a house that is currently for sale. The place is furnished at least partially, so your major appliances are in there. But the, you know, it's not got the personal touches. To this. It doesn't have. Uh, bureaus and bookcases and stuff but it does have washer dryer water heater refrigerator kind of thing and you are taken with her downstairs into the basement outside there are uh there's a moving truck big box kind of thing and there is another vehicle um is there any questions or rules you want to make before going inside see on the way up there let's see yeah, he'll look and say, uh, so we're going to talk on the way there? Or is it something you need to focus and not be driving to do? It's nothing so serious as to require all of my attention. But there are, well, you remember those hunters that were in town. Right, right, I do. I'd heard of them. And, uh, well, seems like they're, they're stupidity caught up with them. There are two kindred that are in torpor, and we're going to wake them up tonight. Hmm. He'll breathe out through his nose and exhale completely and cut his eyes over. 
I'm guessing those two facts are related. Well, more specifically, I am going to wake them up tonight, and there is a, a literature that I need to get to you, so why not two birds with one stone? Hmm. Well, that explains why we can't just... <sighs> Never mind. Never you mind think I what? should know? Well, I don't know. I can't help but think that... Like, where does this go? You know, ever since the Chantry fell, it's just... I feel, like I'm, we're, I feel like I'm chasing my own tail, right? Do you? Do you still believe in ever in in, in you know, puts his hands up in in all of this? Which all of this are you talking about, my child? He'll just uh, run his hands through his uh, his front lock of hair. Well, that's a deeper conversation. And I've never woken anybody up from torpor. I've read about it in the books, but <sighs> you ever done it? Oh yes. Oh. Hmm. Any preparations I should make? Physical? Mental? <laughs> Spiritual? Oh, you don't need to, to worry anything about that part. She, at a stop sign, reaches over and just pats you on the knee. When your blood thickens enough and you learn the the methods, you can do it too. Well, you could do it now, but the the blood of at least one of these might be a little too potent for you. Uh, mechanically. So if a vampire is a torpor, they're in torpor for a, a, a period of time dependent upon both the reason they're in torpor and uh, their humanity. Unless they are fed vitae from a vampire of higher blood potency. So theoretically, as you are blood potency 2, you could wake up a blood potency 1 vampire sooner than what they would normally be able to if there is no um like if you were beaten into torpor and your damage track was full you would have to heal that before you could be waken up early so if you have healed a little bit then then you got a blood potency one guy um is terence aware of the implication that i am aware of which implication are you asking about? Uh, I, I, this is just my newbish question. Yeah. I'm assuming that he's basically here to be a source of vitae and maybe hand someone, you know, or like hold the door, you know? Uh, she is bringing you here because there is literature that is going to be picked up to be given to you. So that oh, okay. You, and that will make more sense when, uh, when we get to it. Gotcha. Well, all right. As far as these, uh, this literature... We have scrolls, actual bound books, a bit of leather, maybe? Uh, a few journals, actually. Ah, journals? Hmm, what's the vintage? Oh, nothing old or enticing, but very interesting contents, I'm sure you'll find. All right, if you say so. He'll say with an intrigued smile. We flash forward to you arriving and going downstairs. And downstairs, there are a couple of people here. Uh, more specifically, there are a couple of vampires down here. People you see are the prince, who is here. Uh, she has a, a notebook out that is making notations in them. Uh, there is an Emma Conway. She is a Toreador tailor. She has made outfits for the prince and a couple of other people. Uh, she is tall, thin, 
ish uh, kind of supermodel look, but is retired from being an active model. Uh, blonde hair, fine bone structure, bone structure. Eyes, Eric, very pretty in her mid thirties is how she looks. Um, if there is a politics role you would like to make, I can give you more information about her. Sure. Let's see what we got. And that's going to be the attribute I assume would be intelligence. Uh, I believe it is resolve because it is like a resolve. memory ball. Ah. Oh, you don't have any doubts in politics. Oh, well. Oh, with with three successes on your politics roll, which is 100% success, right? Good job. <laughs> um, we, we rely on luck here. That's what we do. <laughs> I, it's better to be lucky than good, they say. Yep. Uh, Emma is a rather new-ish kindred to the city. It is rumored that she was a thin blood that diablerized a Toreador in order to become a full-blooded kindred. This did not happen in Springfield, but well, wherever it is that she came from, they wouldn't want the idea of a Diablerus in their midst, and after she was uh, upgraded, we'll say, uh, promptly banished. Who? And how well known is this information in these current circles? It's rumors, so take that for what you will as far as rumors go. Aha. Uh -huh. He'll see her and just arch an eyebrow. Maybe get the, the, the slightest moment of eye contact. Yep. She is sitting with the prince as if they were having conversation of some kind. On two tables that are uh you know quick prop up folding tables, there are two bodies. Uh one of which is a shorter man, uh like five five or so. He's got handlebar mustaches. He's he looks like he spent a lot of time out in the sun. You wouldn't as a Bruja that goes by the name of Ajax. Um, I would happily take a similar for him. Word on the street is that he was embraced at Sturges one year because Bruja loved their motorcycles and he was there. And as a big city that has a lot of people coming and going, who even knows who his sire is? But he is here laying he was one of the people that was picked up by the hunters uh he looks a bit of a mess as though he has taken some sort of aggravated damage uh, not to the point where he would not be awakenable but here he is uh if you wish to do any kind of investigation or other roles throughout the rest of the scene please let me know okay but and he was one person. of the two people oh sorry yep and the last person is the other one that was seemingly abducted by these hunters, a Candace Kane, or Candy as she likes to go by, is exceptionally beautiful in all of the ways that uh, one would expect a stripper to be exceptionally beautiful in. As somebody who is into architecture and lines and and all of that kind of thing leading to a different kind of beauty. She is like that in the flesh. She is perfectly lined, perfectly angled, and uh, in the at the moment, in torpor, laying on the table. They both have... Is she similarly beat to shit? Oh, sorry. No. Uh, okay. She is not 
beat to shit. They have been. Uh, they've been cleaned, like they've clearly been washed, and they are in. Uh, I don't want to say like prison jumpsuits, but they are in cheap clothing. Not something that they're going to spend a lot, but they are decent, and uh, they could up and leave from here. Okay. Can we try to like ascertain? So if he knows these were picked up by the vampire hunters and mm. they, that's who helped them into their torpor state. Yes. Presumably. Okay. I think Terrence would just stand a step behind his sire and uh, button the top button of his overcoat. Sure. Or his, his, uh, his jacket. Uh, Alice gives the prince a little bow. Your grace. Miss Conway to Emma. And then begins to walk over to handshake, make nice ease, that kind of thing. Uh, what would the proper etiquette be to follow behind her and also, like, you know, give a little bow? What's, what's the proper protocol? Yeah, that, protocol that here? would. You know, you go kiss the ring a little bit if you want. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, well, he'll he'll walk up and and you know do the, do do the bow, avert the gaze, do the thing. Of course, be over oh, so respectful. He, uh, the prince acknowledges you and welcome. Uh, Emma says, stands as you come over to shake your hand and has hands, uh, three journals that are wrapped. They don't look anything fancy, clearly bought off, say, Amazon. Um, and she hands them to you and says, I believe these are for your new student. Uh, he'll take them. Uh, is he aware of his new student, or is he being informed of his new student at this moment? Uh, uh, because it has been a little bit, I am in referencing to Madame Fina, who has picked up a cult texts from you. There we go. Yep. Of course. And uh, thank you. He'll he'll take the books almost like like ceremonially, like like one hand, like vertically aligned, you know, like like, like a gator mouth kind of deal, like open and then thank you. As and if you were about books. to. Swear an oath on them. Yeah, kind of like like supported from below and above, and then takes them like brings them straight back into his chest, kind of like you know he he just take them and like throw them under his arm, like a like a, like a lackadaisical college kid. No. Cool. Uh, uh, she simply says, "I look forward to hearing from results." <sighs> of course, I will keep you updated. And <clears throat> clears his throat. Yeah, I'll, uh, absolutely. I'll, uh, keep notes and, uh, keep you abreast of the situation, he says, uh, with a tinge of nervousness in his voice. He just gives you a smile. Just being very polite. Uh, meanwhile, the prince and Alice are conversing. Alice is making sure that they have been fed blood so that they will not wake up in a frenzy. The prince assures her that every precaution has been taken. And... Alice nods. Excellent. I shall get to it then. Uh, you see her take a moment of preparation to concentrate, call upon her vitae, get it night thick. Uh, uh, this is probably a power that you might be familiar with, that vampires can concentrate their blood temporarily, raising their blood potency. Um, let me... I guess let me make a roll first, see how it goes. Okay, cool. So... She doesn't crit, but uh, after that moment, 
she walks over towards the two bodies, bites on her wrist, puts it to their mouths, and they begin to drink, and drink they do. After a moment, she finishes with Ajax, who is going through the motions of breathing heavily, but isn't actually breathing heavily, because, you know, vampires. And then begins to repeat the process on Candace. And as the two of them come alive for the first time in a week or so, uh, they begin to look around their surroundings and take things in and start to understand what's up. After rousing Candace, your sire is visibly, we'll say distressed, as if she is also now very hungry. She turns to the prince and gives a simple, With your permission, my prince, I will head off to handle my own thirst. And she nods to give her permission to leave. Does Terrence want to stay or does Terrence want to go with? Terrence will go with. Okay. As he gets in the door behind her and shuts the door, he pauses for a second. Uh, as she collects herself and says, it looks like that took a lot out of you. It was necessary. The uh, And you can see she just kind of like cricks her neck a little bit, obviously thinking about all of the blood that she is just I must now go back to the grounds and find somebody for, for tonight right about what I said earlier again he'll run his hand through his front lock of hair as he pushes it back <sighs> I just had a lot going on you know got this new student the lobbyist at my hotel, the guy who already got murdered, and then it's been a lot. It's just been a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, I apologize. The stress got to me. I'll keep it in check. These nights will be very stressful, but we have to continue to believe in the systems that we have set up to run a well-balanced city. Yeah, I, I know. You're right. You're right. I mean, I know. I know. You must trust in your prince. Trust in those that she takes advice from. I get it. I know. Again, I just had a lot going on. And anyway, I've said enough. And <sighs> you don't need more stress with what you have to get to tonight. Thank you for understanding. And she begins to, to drive. Are there any roles you want to make for what was going down? Like to see what's up with them or any other stuff like that before I move on to the other shenanigans for tonight. Uh, see, if, if, would there be any way... See, so the only people there were the Prince, the um, Toreador, who's... I'm away from my notes. <laughs> and the, the people on the, on the slab, as it were. There was probably a mortal or two that was a driver slash bodyguard that was floating around, but clearly not somebody that your sire was allowed to snack on. Right. Well, that yeah, I get you. Um, God, he doesn't know anyone to ask about the situation. Yeah, he'll he'll ask he'll ask Alice. So these uh, these vampire hunters. I mean, I know they got dealt with, but 
has there been any, any information on where they came from, what they locked on to, who screwed up, basically? I have not had the opportunity yet to get mission, nor has it been fully circulated. Uh, your best bet would be to, to talk to the ones responsible for bringing them in. There were a handful of them, if you do not wish to go all the way down to the the mall. It does has a visible distaste for going down there. And I don't think she knows I've met... She doesn't know I have met with them, doesn't she? That they came over uh, and did the... That's up to you as to whether or not she would have any idea that the coterie was there. Yeah, I'd say no. <laughs> not, yeah. not that parents knows anyway. Go behind Sire's back. Good job. Right. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll meet up with them. You know, see what they have. See what knowledge that they gained. I've heard some rumors, and to be honest, they conflict. Maybe it's worth checking out myself. You are your own kindred to do with as you please. <sighs> That's the rumor. All right. Well, <sighs> looks like this must stop. Good evening, Tear. And you look at her like a longing moment. Good evening. You know, get out and uh, shut the door. Hunch your shoulders and walk into the night. On that door shutting, we cut over to Art. Art, what you up to? Art is sitting in his command center. And he's just half looking at his bank of monitors. Uh, most of his attention is instead focused on a notebook that he has in front of him. And the cover is something in German. Uh, doesn't really matter what it is, but it's just inside. It's it's a list of names, numbers. It's a little black book. And one ghoulish idle finger is going like like tracing the names and numbers in the book as if he's looking for somebody in particular and i i think he's going to settle on um he's going to settle on summer's contact information okay just going to give her a call yeah, we're going to give her a quick ring. Sure. Uh, Summer obviously answers the phone pretty quickly because, you know, let's have a little bit of relationship here. Uh, We do, and that is what Art is going to be working on this evening, I think. Sure. Uh, she answers. Uh, How would she answer that would just be like, a hello, or does she call you by a, a certain thing, or do you have you set up some kind of clandestine communications with this being the only number in this phone? Uh, nothing clandestine about it. This is his. This is his social phone. It is. It is a known number. It's not a burner. Okay. Uh, so on her phone, she would see that it is Art Subject. Cool. And yeah, from there, I don't exactly know how friendly she's gotten with him over these past months. Uh, this is probably still closer to... Unless you would rather this be later in the months, but this could also just be shortly uh, after the end of season. It would have been shortly after. he He's striking while the iron is hot, and he's going to start kind of um, 
laying the foundation for for the midterm future. Cool. Uh, yeah, she is happy to, to answer the phone. It's like, hey, good evening. Yes, hello, good evening. I um I just wanted to call, see how you were doing, uh, kind of catch up after the whole business that we had uh, in the other part of the city with the detestable people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you want to meet up, or you this is a phone conversation? Uh, it should be fine by phone, but I would like to establish a meeting uh, for pure business uh, sometime in the near future. Uh, discuss the status of, of your investments and uh, look at where we want to move in the future, if that makes sense. I'll make sure that Ryan is aware and we can all get together and have that uh, business discussion. Yeah, uh, sure. I have some time tonight. I don't really have anything explicit going on. Uh, then maybe we can make this happen tonight. Yes, uh, let me text him real quickly. And he's got another phone, uh, his bat phone that goes directly to Roach and is texting saying, hey, are you available for an investment meeting with Summer? Question mark. You will get a message back shortly after the he can be available. He can make himself available for you. Excellent. Uh, yes, he will uh, be available this evening. Um, let's see what time is it now. Um, does the next uh, two hours sound all right to you? We can come here. We can go there. We can find a nice uh, other place that is quiet. Uh, it It is of no consequence to me. They both agree to meet wherever it is like to set up this meeting for simplicity's sake. Art has has noted that there are Nosferatu kind of meeting places around the city where it's quiet. They're definitely for kindred. Um, the living don't know about them. They're specifically in places that those people wouldn't go or it'd be very difficult to stumble into. And I think... As he keeps on utilizing these, Art's getting the idea that he wants to take a property that is on or near the domain and start to set it up in kind of the same way, where it's kind of like maybe a bistro. It's got a couple of private rooms. Uh, it's definitely used for business, uh, probably set in a more gentrified area. And this place is brand new. It's just been opened up. Uh, it really hasn't even seen any clientele. So it's really nothing for him to be able to wander in through the back and go to the you know, call him, say, see the, the VIP room for me. And he can just set up like a, a quiet table for three. And that is where he will direct them. Is this a place that is related to the NAS stuff, or is this just a place that Art is setting up on his own away from that whole idea? This is a place that Art is setting up on his own, currently away from the idea. Uh, as as the clan kind of expands through a city, especially in an Anarch city, it does make sense that they would have NAS in certain positions of authority kind of franchise this out. And so you can consider this kind of a franchise, but he's thinking he may just keep this separate for a while and use it as a more uh, 
barony and Camarilla friendly meeting place. It's not a uh, it's not an Elysium. It's not Elysium adjacent, but it's one of those places where the younger licks can go and be like, okay, we can be comfortable here as long as we're kind of subtle about the whole thing. And because it's specifically not like hidden underground or in a subway station or anything like the tunnel rats that, that are the Nosferatu would use, it's seen as kind of, he wants it to be seen as a more acceptable place that like maybe maybe a ventru could go to in order for a clandestine business meeting it's one of those things where um because art is known as an architect in uh masquerade circles mm-hmm. um they know that it's going to be a place that's set up with their comfort and security in mind and they can handle deals and potentially just you know pay art to to like not record the meeting or at least make sure the recording gets into the right hands type of thing cool so it's just it's like a little safe house for the domain right it's it's like it's like casablanca right this is this is a bar for spies except the spies are all vampires ryan arrives shortly uh do you get there beforehand and just sit there sneaky uh he's not even going to be sneaky he he will already be there uh he'll be seated and uh for once he's not smoking but let me do a quick roll because he will blush just in case and he gets a bit hungrier but he is he is blushed okay uh summer will show up blushed she has a a messenger bag that one would carry, like a laptop and some other, like those fancy accordion folders that fancy people put vanilla envelopes full of important documents to slam down on tables in. Uh, outside of that, she is wearing just like a, not quite like a suit, but business casual, solid, like not effort, but care was put into making sure that she looked presentable. Okay. Uh, and the the two of them are happy to, to sit down and talk and whatever it is that you're about to converse with them. Okay. Art is also in his Majordomo chic. He is wearing a black-on-black suit, black tie. Uh, with his uh, blush of life, he's looking... He's still pale, still drawn, but there is that that crimson kind of blush to his cheeks. But it seems this is this this really ugly looking dichotomy. Um, but he is uh, he has all that. He's also wearing a black domino mask, which kind of offsets the whole thing. And then he's got uh, it's not quite a fedora, but it is a wide brim hat. Uh, and then instead of his trademark sneakers, he is wearing a pair of uh, black cowboy boots. Uh, no spurs. He doesn't have a horse. He does not have a horse. Uh, he is uh, also carrying like a messenger bag, although this is more not even a messenger bag. It's, it is an actual briefcase. 
and he will as as they come in and sit down he's uh, gonna pop open the briefcase he'll take out his tablet and he also has a uh, basically a set of accounting books uh, Ryan would recognize those as kind of the account books or a copy of the account books that he keeps for summer's business dealings cool uh Ryan sits, he knows, they both know what the, familiar with them. Uh, Summer then also sits and it's like, um, so what's the things that you wanted to discuss? Uh, yes, of course. Um, before I get any, uh, started any further, do either of you want refreshments? I can bring in water, the other thing. Um, I just want to make sure that we're all comfortable. I am, of course, I'm already comfortable. Uh, but um, yes, before I go any further, uh, let us get the niceties out of the way. Ryan, I, no, he's got an actual sheet. Let me look at his sheet. He's been with you guys for like six months in season two. Uh, yes. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Roll. Um, basically, I'm looking for a roll that you'll get some bonus teamwork dice on. Because I don't think anybody else, I don't think anybody has been shitty to Ryan in the past uh, eight-ish months. Um. Right now, Ryan has one resolve. I am considering boosting that if you roll well enough on whatever roll you think is appropriate to... I don't like to use the word rehabilitate, but to help rehabilitate his uh, extreme emotional damage and trauma that he has received over years. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, That's... uh, I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with resolve and insight because I think that Art would be taking a very reactive, cautious stance with Ryan over the past eight months. And, you know, as as they go through and do this, you know, if if he finds he's uh, found it like a PTSD trigger for him then he'll know and react to that. And he's been quietly working on that to to remove the triggers and kind of um, kind of positively... Yeah, ease him back into it, positively reinforce him, um, 100% avoiding the things that Walter, like, flipped out over. And, you know, Art has been very clear, like, when something fails, it's not it's not Ryan's fault, and they've had enough minor mistakes there that it should he should be feeling better about like not seizing up when something goes wrong type of thing. Cool. Take two extra dice for assistance from various people that. Uh, five. Oh, yeah. five. Five is plenty to to give him a second dot of resolve. Uh, in the past eight months. Ryan has, what's the words? Uh, Ryan has learned that, at least in the immediacy, the five of you don't mean him any direct harm. That you guys are actually going to be able to help him and are going to be taking his needs into account. Um, in particular, letting him actually manage a lot of these finances and relying on him, especially when it also then was some of Summer's financial stuff and when you were actually asking for his help with Missy Meyer's financial stuff. Um, that has been a lot 
helps to give a lot of his self-confidence back. Um, so I will go ahead and I will give him a point of resolve. Excellent. When you mention about making sure you're comfortable and stuff, uh, Ryan, I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll leave you two alone for a second. I'm going to go get a drink and uh, I'll knock before I come back in. Yeah, of course. Um, just, you know the drill. Tell them it's uh, for the room back here and it'll be taken care of. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, and he will get up and leave the room with leaving you alone with Summit who waves off any ideas of uh, needing refreshments. Uh, I, You know, it's funny. I never really thought of it beforehand, but all of those fancy Toreador with their fancy dresses and their drinking of wine and stuff, they just end up puking that up at the end of the night. Most of them do. Yes, or if uh, they're very clever, or if they have someone on staff capable of it, it is actually Vitae, um, taken from whomever. Uh, but some of them are good at faking the drinking and then dumping it into the garden plant. But for the most part, yes, they are a, a reliable site in the restroom not long after. It just strikes me as funny, considering how much, you know, posh that they, they put on. I agree. Uh, you know, I'm not one for, for social events for obvious reasons, but, you know, uh, Baron Walton, Jimmy, uh, he can drink beer without any problems. I, I have never seen him vomit or even retire to the restroom unless it was to powder his nose before punching the head off of someone. She gives that a little bit of thought, like, huh. I wonder how he does that. Of all the secrets that I know, that is not one of them. And I'm not sure I would want to know it. I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, no, that's I guess all I, I got in that regard. Um, I do have to thank you. Uh, my sire is rather happy with the, the moon situation that worked out and how that makes me look good. So thank you for the involvement. Excellent. This is good. Uh, as as I want, as I said before, and I wanted to say again, um, I am very grateful for for the assistance that you gave. I am very grateful that that you volunteered so quickly for this uh, when I made the offer, uh, because we succeeded in all of our goals. Yes, it was a little loud, but we we wrapped up all of the threads. We got everything we needed out, and. I found even the vehicle I would have left behind was not, and I believe I have you to thank for that. So it was very, very useful. Um, and you got boons out of it. That is even better. She looks a little embarrassed when you mention the vehicle part of things. And it's just kind of like, well, I didn't know what kind of exit was going to be happening, so I... Uh... I did some things that my father would not be proud of. Well, then those things can stay between us. Uh, but yes, because of that, um, and because of other things, um, I did want to have a discussion about uh, long-term investments, especially uh, keeping your uh, feeding habits in mind. I know we have set up 
a small operation at mall. But we have opportunity that I think you may be interested in. And we will discuss that more when, when Ryan returns. Um, before then, is there anything else that you think you need? Um, I know you are still, you are about as new to this life as, as Coco is. And while I am her appointed sire, I do want to extend a hand in friendship and assistance. If you do need anything, advice, what have you. I know that your sire has all those needs taken care of, but everybody misses something. Uh, I, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if there's anything that's that's going on in the city that I worry about. I have an idea for a thing that I'm going to talk to you about that is kind of your idea, but I shakes her head, getting ahead of herself. Um, I am all ears for this. Uh, I don't think there's anything like specifically that I really need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the figuring out something I want out of some pretty serious boons is something I gotta work on. But I don't even know what that area I want. I know the feeling. Uh, I am told I have a a number of boons, and I haven't even begun to think about what I would use them for. There's nothing wrong with keeping them in back of pockets, but when they get to the serious ones, the major boons, the life oaths, you feel that if you just keep them in the back, you you're wasting them, you know. But we are a eternal people, and keeping something uh, on somebody for a number of decades is uh, like drinking a glass of water. It doesn't take all that long in the scheme of things. No, I guess not. In in that scheme. There's a knock on the door, and Ryan rejoins you, and you guys get to business. He has a... uh, He just has, like, a... I don't know, would you say this place serves beer? And, like... Beer beer, wine. It's got a full-stock bar, so it would be beer, wine, and um, cocktails. Okay, he comes back with a nice cocktail, and... uh, a glass of water. Art nods. He appreciates this. Uh, you're, you were saying that there was something you wanted to discuss as he moves to get down to business. Yes, there are a few things. I would like to first provide a bit of an update on the investment situation, what we're doing with development plans for Mall. I would also like to shine light on an opportunity with another property that is, we shall say, in limbo after the events that happened in um, Salm Springs. Are you talking about the house? Uh, no, this is, uh, within, within Barony, there is a community center project. It was being funded by the church uh, that uh, was housing the the hunters. With all of the attention upon the events that happened there and some other activities in uh, 
regards to uh, the father Todd, an opportunity is going to arise in which we can acquire this and redevelop this community center uh, under our direction. Summer will pop up with Coco really does the father Todd guy. Yes, she does not. She is unfortunately uh, detained on business for the next few months. But she and I, if she does not take things into her own hands, we'll have a discussion about this Father Todd in the future. But because of that, I believe we will be able to acquire the community center at fire sale prices. And then we may redevelop it as an actual maybe a low-cost housing, maybe just a, a, a recreation center for the homeless, another place that the poor and destitute of the city can congregate to acquire services. When you mentioned the poor and destitute, she does lick her lips. And that kind of absent-minded, just not even really thinking about it, but like... That will, of course, require operating capital, and this is technically a nonprofit, so it may not actually provide a monetary return. However, in terms of non-tangible um, kind benefits, I think it is something to look at. And I may be able to find a number of grants from the government's local, state, and federal to keep it running beyond having the nominal initial investment. Ryan speaks up with a couple of options for uh, grants and investments and ways to generate funds that could be used to offset the investment costs that you're talking about. Uh, he knows way more about this stuff than I do. so Right, and also art, so this is all good information. Is there anything specifically else that you want to have a conversation with them with? Or do you want to hear Summer's pitch? Uh, I want to hear Summer's pitch. So, so she starts off after you guys have moved past that. And she's like, so I have this idea that you mentioned a short while ago. Uh, she She's a little nervous about it because, you know, sure, Ryan is mortal and she is not, but you know, still, uh, still fresh with this. Um, she says you. You talked about how people used to send messages with flowers one time. Yes, I did. Well, couldn't we set up a florist to do that? Art starts as if he's going to like respond but then the words kind of sink in and he just physically like stops as if he's been struck and it's that moment of why didn't i think of that that is you know yes i think that is that yes we could absolutely do that. We could set up florists. They could deliver all of the city. We already have the infrastructure in place for that. And he's going to start, like, building on this idea because, like, it's it's caught him by surprise. And when he, now that it's it's there, the secret, like, he's got his, he's digging his hooks in it. He wants it. He's, he's covetous. It must be his. 
it must. It it must be added to the portfolio. And he's thinking about ways that he can find like other languages of things, like sending a silverware set with a you know the there's like little like threads, like almost like bows that are tied in, in a certain way, and knowing there's like personalized messages for, for elder kindred. It's like this is how you send like the unspoken stuff. People chime in when you start talking about this there's i did some googling and there was a wax language or etiquette around the wax you used on your letters or like that oh there are so many things that have languages you know you the you could send a pet bird and the type and color of bird would would say something else entirely and so you send this partridge in a pear tree with a note and they read the note and then there's the actual subtext of the message that is the bird that you send and it's it's one of those things that the the elders the old vampires they absolutely adore it yes this is an excellent idea this is this is a service that everybody would use we may be able to make that go regional uh, because she has called upon the blood to blush of life, she actually, like, her body language is that of somebody who is really happy with the way that, uh, like, a child has come home and gotten an A-plus on the report card. Uh, yeah, art's, art's all about being excited. And, like, in the back of his head, it's like, yes, this is a good resource. Uh, I must I must continue to develop this. And by this, he doesn't mean just the florist shop. He means summer as an asset. No. One of Soapcheck's angels. So you guys have a conversation. You start, I wouldn't say scouting out locations, but locations will be scouted shortly to where this could be. Is there anything either one of you wants to get up to tonight? I probably got 20 minutes, Amy, if you need it. Would Terrence do anything with those books, or would he just hand them over? No, I think he would go back to his uh, library under the library and uh, maybe meet up with Sandy. His uh, Ghoul. His yeah, there we go, Ghoul. I was like, it's not Thrall. It's <laughs> uh, it. It is Ghoul. Thrall. That, yeah, that is, that is one of the words that they use. Is it a longer than twenty minute thing you want to do, or is it just? No, I think it would just be a few minutes of him having a quick interaction. Later that night, or just a different night? Yeah, he'll swoop by on the way back to his uh, his apartment that he stays at to prepare for sleeping through the day. But he can make a quick stop. We got we got a few hours of no light left. It was very much uh, Mr. Incredible. Yeah, I got time. Ah, so he'll uh, take the books, put them in his uh, canvas satchel. Uh, usually he doesn't latch it, this time he does. Takes the time and strolls into the library. Yeah. Uh, Sandy is wait for you, as uh, you would expect her to be. She's very excited to see you coming around the side of the... Uh, coming around from the back side of the librarian desk and coming up into your... Not quite your very personal space, but into your personal conversational space. As she comes up, he's just going to, like, in one move, swing the satchel off and just kind of put it directly into her chest. Like, here you go. These are the books I mentioned. Don't drop them. 
course, I, I would never. And she takes them and begins to... I guess you would have just have her put them away, or what What would you have her do? These journals aren't very old, which you can probably tell with your training, but they're still highly important. One day they will be old, if you do your job properly. If we all do our jobs properly. He nods emphatically. Of course, I... I look forward to those days. Right. So nothing too crazy here. Relatively recent. Uh, take them, prepare them. Page protectors. Uh, no chemical contact. Basic idea. Get them prepped. Scan through them for anything interesting, of course. Uh, these wouldn't be restricted. Uh, that should just about do it for tonight. Uh, it might take a couple hours. You don't have any plans for tomorrow, do you? No, I, I am free tomorrow. Right. Okay. Well, that's fine. Just be sure that, uh, you know, I didn't want you to try and do, get some shut-eye early for in, in preparation of whatever plans you had, and you know, like flick his wrist, uh, had uh, planned. So, yeah. Any questions about your work? Would you like me to email you a copy of all of this? Hmm, normally, yes. A good suggestion, but he'll think, I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking a little data security might be a good idea. Have it on a USB stick. I'll come by and pick it up tomorrow. I'll leave it on the desk, uh, right-hand side by my cup. Of course. He's very excited and happy to assist you in any way that you would deem necessary. Oh. He'll put his uh, hand on her shoulder. And Sandy, you're doing great. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, I just just want to ask the GM here: What's the customary like Vitae sharing thing? Like, is is like when? How often do we do, we do the thing? If you wish to maintain her as your ghoul, it has to be at least once a month. Once a month. All right. And uh, Sandy, if you do a good job with this, and maybe one or two other things, I think might get you uh get to you a little earlier than uh, than what the old calendar says. Of course, sir. She's bright-eyed, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get what I want, because it is a drug for them. Right. Just try to have some plans that are worthy of it, all right? He has no idea what you mean by that, but is into it. Uh, he just can, like, see the empty, vacant look of, like, yeah, I'm sure. Right. Right. Claps his hands together. Anyway, time for me to go. <clears throat> She takes the parcel you have given her and heads off to the copy machine. He returns around. The uh, his face goes back into a blank, uh, just just emotionless, as he uh, walks out the door. Art, any last minute little little scene you want to do after the meeting is finished and and everybody goes their separate ways? Um, Art returns to his command center, and he's sets his his black book aside and he has uh pulls out another notebook this one's a bit larger it's more like a sketch pad and uh he opens this sketch pad up and and reaches for a drafting pencil and on the paper is a uh the beginning of a blueprint or, or a schematic of a new haven like uh, a new sanctum that's that's uh, going to be built, and it's it's notable for like it the number of bookcases. Uh, one of them swings out with a 
a special like lock on it like it almost requires like a piece of blood sorcery in order to open this lock but then behind it is is the secret room that's been reinforced mostly fireproof and it's got a nice you know like little bed to to lay in there and um i think as he's working on this the camera is going to pan up and uh the name in the top right says uh terrence It is the 10th of May, April, yeah, May, uh, 2023. This is, uh, I guess, more vignettes, because I don't have a good other name to call these these sessions. Uh, but vignettes work out. Uh, we're going to start off with you and having a little dinner with some of your students, the, uh, the ones that are to graduate in their... Uh, what's the word that I want to hear? Uh, I guess master's year. What's the one before master's? Bachelor's. Bachelor's? Bachelor's. Undergrad? I feel, like, I feel like bachelor's is like the second one. You've, you've got graduating high school. Yeah. And then between high school, and you've got your two years, that's the associates. Your four year, that's your bachelor's. Then you got your master's. Then you got your doctorate. Uh, how about that? Cool. It shows how much fucking college I did. Very little. Uh, we're going to start a probably a few weeks after the end of season two. You have had your meeting with Oz and with Hart. Yeah. Uh, it, it, my brain still. No, it's not really still warm up. It's been an hour since I got up. I don't have an excuse here. Um, you have an name or you want me to make one up from? By, by all means, pick one up. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you get this one. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, do you think it is a man or a woman? Let's go with the guy. Let's go with the guy. Have to have a dude in there. Let me see what my fake name generator has to say. Let's see. Yeah. We think pretentious. Yes, like may, maybe uh, you know, possibly Japanese. Uh, All right, let's see. Let me change some, some things here. That is super moon runes. All right. You did this to yourself. Just a little brooch. Ah. I'm bald, so... I'm bald, yeah, this is... Here we Do Google in the thing. Wait, there's just like a accessory. hair comb. It's like a hair clip. It's like a little like thing of uh, of of like silver leaves and little silver like berries amongst it. Yeah, like they're like they're called jewels and berries. They're jewelry combs. Jewelry combs. The hard hitting detail that you're all listening to and and, and wanting. I know it. God damn it. <laughs> uh. She takes you up to the car, and you guys begin to drive. D- does she? Does she own your ass? Yeah, I thought uh, there was a whole uh, whole chantry thing. Uh, so, like, she technically doesn't own your ass, but when was the last time you stood up to your sire? Oh, we haven't done that yet. So it's, on our, it's on our list of things to do. Okay, so she owns your ass. You're, okay, yeah. <laughs> when Terrence puts on his big boy fangs 
and stands up to him, to mommy vampire, then we can talk about your freedom and your uh, your personal capabilities and responsibilities. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. You, yeah, I believe in you. It's like it's like Casablanca, right? It, this is this is a bar for spies, except the spies are all vampires. <laughs> Never seen Casablanca. I don't know why anything. Uh, of all the gin joints in the world. You gotta walk into mine. That's about all I know about Casablanca. It's that whole airport scene. Anyway. These books are older than you, which is admittedly not saying a lot. Hell, they're older than me. But, uh, uh yes. If you're referring, are you referring to the journals that you just received? Yeah, they're not? They are not that old. Oh, well, shit. I thought they would have been... Oh, they were all those people who were recently turned. Well, son of a bitch. Are they older than her? Probably not as well. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> Post! <laughs> so much. I mean, you treat them in that way. Data's... Like... Yeah. <sighs> Fine. I think as he's working on this, the camera's going to pan up, and uh, the name on the top right says uh, Terrence. Slightly ominous, yet also not super ominous. Not yet. Don't trust it to not be evil because you're vampires. Great. Uh, let me get rid of the voice. This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.